Welcome to Avatar with Academics. I am Sam Mulberry, and I have never watched Avatar The Last Airbender. And I'm Annie Berglund, and I have watched it before. Annie, we are on to book one, Water, chapter six, Imprisoned. Yup, and it is a good one. Did you? How are it you is. feeling off the top here? I. It's interesting because we do two episodes per week, and I always feel like if we just did one, I would feel different. But because we do two, it's like, oh, this actually, like, this one... These the two we did this week as a as a pairing are very interesting. Yeah. Because they're in such very different directions. Yep. And they don't necessarily rely on each other, but it's like these are different parts. These are we're learning about different people here. I feel like this what I liked about this is this goes back to s- stuff we were talking about the first week where mm-hmm. this is a Katara story. Yep. And and there's a lot of Katara chosen one vibes in this. There's a lot, so I, I'm I'm really interested in digging into this one. Oh yeah, she's kind of like driving the ship the whole time. Literally. Yeah, yeah, but literally. but but not just that that it's her, this is not just it's her story, but but maybe she actually is the big inspirational one. Oh yeah, you know, like like because th- this is definitely one that is about inspiration and hope. Yeah, so. or maybe we just want our previous theories to pan out. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is pretty heavy-handed with, yeah, I with suppose. that. So, yeah, well, she's literally standing up in front of prisoners, <laughs> rousing them to rebellion. That's not that's not an analogy. That's just what happens. Spoiler. Okay, so well, let's start from the beginning. That All was right. like kind of like our opening, and we'll right. get there. We'll build it. So we start out um, in the forest with our gang, mm-hmm. the Aang gang. And Sokka has, it always starts out with Sokka and food. So he's looking around and trying to find some food for them. Um, but what's interesting is this is Sokka, like, not being a hunter. This is Sokka being a gatherer, yeah. which is really Ooh, interesting. I like that. Yeah. So, so maybe that we see some changes in him. Yeah. Maybe he was he clocked the whole Aang's <laughs> vegetarian thing and was like, that I could don't know. <laughs> but what he finds uh, does not satisfy the rest of the gang. And they kind of they kind of make fun of him a little bit. Yeah, which is also an interesting reversal because normally you'd think, well, he's the one who's talking about how the food's not good enough, but he's the one bringing the food in there. Like, really? Yeah. These nuts? <laughs> what, no. kind of, what kind of nuts does he have for us? <laughs> and they look like rocks, right? Like that's the whole right, joke. Right. Um, so there, we start with this scene, kind of lighthearted, kind of mirroring some of last episode's mm-hmm. tone, and then all of a sudden the tone does shift pretty quickly. There's a loud boom, and it sounds like it's coming from Momo. Or we think, is it Momo doing something? But then we zoom out and there's a man uh, that looks to be like maybe 15 or 16. Yeah, I would like, put him at 16. Like I would put Sokka him at little... age? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. a little older than Katara. Mm-hmm. And um, he is out earthbending, kind of like in a little ravine or something. And it looks like he's practicing, I thought. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting because I think so far we have only seen like powerful people bending, right? Like we've had yes. Boomy, a king. We've had Zuko and that whole a crew. Prince, right. <laughs> yes. Um Aang the Avatar, the only other average person, it seems, that's a bender is Katara. Yeah. So now we have it another kind of um like average person doing this this thing. Um and Sokka feels a little bit uncomfortable and doesn't want to approach, but Katara runs up um, and and the boy runs away, so they don't ever actually like figure out who he is in that first. And scene. what's interesting about this is we've seen Sokka be particularly <laughs> brave in like battle moments, but in like a social moment, he's he's the cautious one now. And yeah. Katara, because Katara just jumps up to be like, "It's a person. Let's talk to this person." Yeah, yeah, and she's probably thrilled because it's another bender, right? And like mm-hmm. she wants, she always wants to meet with and communicate with other benders. So yeah, it's interesting how Sokka kind of changes a lot in this episode and why that is but um so he's running and ang's like well let's go follow him because ang is always wanting to divert from the original plan um and so he makes another snide comment about like we can find actual food in the in the village where this kid is going um not the rocks and so uh they get to this earth village and i thought it, it seemed a little bit deserted almost it was pretty quiet right but like we peaceful we've seen more de- more deserted places than this though i mean think about when our, our western scene like that that town becomes a ghost town like there are people here because ang is walking around he like trades some nuts for a hat so like there right. are, there is there's a little bit of commerce right right um 
Katara sees the man and then goes and follows him. Um, again, Katara leading the crew kind of astray from their plan, which is a little bit different but, from what But Katara we don't know wants. what their plan is right I now. I suppose they don't maybe have a plan right now. <laughs> so, so that actually is an interesting thing because we left last episode wondering, so where do they go from here? Clearly, they're still on the land. Yeah. Um, but they're foraging for food, but I don't know what the next step is. Right. And why is there, why is their next step? to go follow some random when it's like Boomy just told them straight up what they have to do. Right. You know, like right. wh- why, yeah, why are they diverting? But um, Katara goes into this home and it's um, it's a young man. His name is revealed to be Har- Haru. Haru, yeah. Um, Haru and his mother. Okay, let's, let's, I need to, I need to pause for a second here. So Haru goes into this shop and closes the door yeah. To which Katara just opens the door and walks in. Bold. Yeah. And I guess it's a store, so maybe that's okay. But sure. it feels a little bit like, wow, can you just do that? Because it's not like there's like a bunch of glass there. Like there's covered windows. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Bold tactic. Like, yeah. I don't know. Socially bold Katara. Maybe is what we're the seeing. Water Tribe is like, yeah, come on in. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Maybe much more communal. I hadn't thought about that as a cultural difference. That could yeah, be. Yeah, could be. Um, so... Katara comes in and um, they're like, oh, we saw you before and like recognizing. But Haru doesn't want anything to do with it. He's trying to perhaps hide something. And um, Aang said like, oh, you're the one that we saw earthbending. And then it triggers Haru's mom to be to go run around and close windows and doors and be like, shh, we can't talk about that. Yeah. Um, And Haru denies it. Um, So and Haru in his denying it is like, don't listen to them. Like, they look crazy. They're not from around here. Like, they're dressed different, which is like, the, what, the color? Right. Is that the only difference? Well, what is interesting, though, is because they do stand out. And and, and I'm wondering about how much of this do we just need to suspend disbelief on? Yeah. Because this is a children's show, so we get, like, color <laughs> indicators and clothes indicators. Because, like, wouldn't these obviously be, like, they're at least outsiders. Right. If not, you should be able to read Katara and and... Uh, Saka as as water tribe people. So are are people saying well, what's with the water tribe people? And wouldn't doesn't it, shouldn't Ang stand out more? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's commenting on the the weird arrow tattoos or whatever they are and the way he dresses. Theoretically, he's the only person in the world who should look like this. Right. And basically everyone knows that. Yeah. Right? Like they all know about the genocide. So it's like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, so so and I so I think we're just supposed to buy that. And that's okay. Yeah. This is a children's it program. Yeah. We can't we can't have a wild theory around everything, I guess. Um so yeah, so he's like, they're crazy, don't listen to them. And the mother says, like, Haru, it's dangerous to be earthbending out there. Um, so the Fire Nation comes, knocks on the door, and they're all scrambling to look natural. And then there's this like funny um, scene, like when, tableau almost, right? right, right. Like the the Fire Nation soldiers you're seeing from their perspective, they're walking in, and it's like they're all in these terrible poses, trying to look yes, like but like frozen in them. Yes, yes. <laughs> no talking, um, just the opposite of natural. And the the guards say like, oh, we're uh, or the mom. I think the mom is like, we already gave you the taxes. We already got all that figured out. And the guard says, well, we're doubling it and threatens by fire and like mm-hmm. holds in front of her this fireball and is like, you should you should pay double or else. Right. So fire is a weapon again where, mm-hmm. where the earth can be. We're going to see the earth in this is also going to be used not not as a weapon so much, but as a tool. Right. Right. Um, almost. Yeah. Like we saw in the mm-hmm. previous episode. Um, so. uh the mother gives them what she has, um, and and we learn a little bit that the Fire Nation's um, been there for five years. Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Uh, and they use the coal mines to fuel their ships. So mm-hmm. that's going to be important for later. Right. And I'm presuming, and I could be wrong, I'm presuming they're using the earthbenders to to seems it to mine that coal yeah or, or i would assume right almost like a yeah like a colony kind of yeah yeah and i'm wondering yeah i wonder what that control looks like yeah but um we don't get too much of a glimpse of that um and so katara though sees the potential of haru and sees him kind of like her maybe um, like thinking back to ang finding her and mm-hmm. saying like i find potential in you embark on this journey with me and so katara invites Haru to do the same. Um, 
but the mother is not having it and says earthbending is forbidden. He cannot just join in and fight against this oppressive group right. above us, right? right? Yeah, and so Katara is, I mean, it's this thing we keep talking about. She is talking about, like, he's special, right? Like, we should use what he, his special ability. Mm-hmm. And the mother says it's forbidden. And then Katara asks, this is a really powerful moment. Katara, okay. I'll, give, I'll give the question. You can give the answer. <laughs> Katara asks... Um, what can the Fire Nation take away from you that they haven't already? Because, and again, we're already seeing Katara move into like inspirational mode. Mm-hmm. She's like, you have nothing to lose but your chains, right? Like that, yep. that's, um, but then we find out maybe there is something more to lose. Because what is the mother's yeah, answer? Yeah, she responds, uh, they can take Haru away like they took his father. And here you have some more like parent related trauma yeah. for these teenagers. But if you think about from Katara's point of view, like she doesn't have parents anymore. Right. So there is, so she doesn't, well, I guess her father's life. She doesn't right. have a, a direct res- responsibility to a parent where Haru does. Yeah. So, so she has to learn this part, right? So that's really interesting. I, I, I was, I was smacked across the face by that line. <laughs> oh, by good. Yeah. Um, and then, but they're, so, so the mom is not okay with this plan, but they're like, you can use the family barn and they can sleep there. And, um, and, but they should leave in the morning, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it feels like already Katara's being a little kind of insurrectionist mm-hmm. and maybe she needs to leave. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so, uh, Aang replies that he'll keep Appa from eating all the hay in the barn. Cut to Appa eating all the hay. <laughs> he's so cute. Because what are they going to do? Yeah, right. right? <laughs> he's a massive bison. How many legs does he have? Six. Like six? Okay, yeah. I feel like they can't. They can't control that. Um, but now we have a scene where Katara and Haru are walking and talking together. So we know the mother's opinion very strongly. Now it's kind of time to flesh out a little bit more about Haru. Um and so Katara says, I didn't, or Katara, right? Yeah. yeah. Katara says, I didn't know about your father. She's sort of apologizing for like, I, I shouldn't have, have said that because right. I, I didn't know. I assumed. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, but the interesting response is Haru says, the way you were talking back in the store, it reminded me of him. And so what I find interesting is that it seems like Katara's always being compared to other women. And now she's being compared to a, like a male leader and and we'll learn a little bit more about that in a bit here right because we learned that 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 haru's father is himself a revolutionary so Mm -hmm. so the the fear that the mother has is um you know that that he's going to follow in his father's footsteps very star wars like like (laughs) amperu and uncle uncle owen and amperu are afraid that uh He's going to, you know, follow follow Obi Wan just like his father did, right? Like, like there's this sense of like there's this this person who's gonna who's our she's already lost one person now is she gonna lose another? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt that Katara and Haru had very similar demeanors and very similar stories. Even the way that the voice actors mirrored each other, mm-hmm. like it felt like the pacing was very on point. Yeah, I think I think the point you made earlier where 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 they're because they're not sort of high status people, but they're these people of this kind of power that they're they're kindreds in that way. Right. Absolutely. Right. Um, yeah. And why why is it that they end up with that? We haven't really figured that out, right? Like we don't really know how these things develop. But um, it's revealed that, like you said, that uh, Haru's father was courageous, um, and he went against the Fire Nation, um, and they were outnumbered ten to one, but they fought anyway. They fought into. Um, well, we don't know really the result, right? We don't really know the, the state of his father. Um, but they do know that he was rounded up and taken away. And um, so that's why they have to hide their earth bending. It's because of this, like, basically insurrection against the mm-hmm. fire tribe or the fire nation. And then we see we see Haru doing um, kind of like playing with the earth bending. Like he has these stones and he's kind of turning them around in the air. And he says, you know, Earthbending is the only thing that that can make me feel close to my father, right? Mm. So he's revealing this connection, but also this connection that's lost because of yeah. being taken away. Do we know if just do we know anything if like Katara's dad is a bender? I don't feel we like, don't necessarily. I thought know. she was maybe the only one in the tribe. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I, that, if if he is, they didn't say they haven't said anything. Yeah, and yeah. I from watching this before, I don't. I honestly don't remember <laughs> if he is or not. So. But. Um, so yeah, I hadn't caught like that connection, and it's almost like a little temptation, like to yeah. like a moment of playing with that. I almost wonder 
it would seem to make more sense if her mother was because there is oh. this deep connection to her mother. If her, yeah, you know, because her response to Haru saying this is to say to talk about this necklace that she got from her mother and how you know this is the one thing that she has. And again, this is this episode's full of lines that rip your heart out because oh, yeah. Haru says it's not enough, is it? Yeah, it's not enough to just have this token of her, you know, and it's like oh, that's pretty gutting too. Mm-hmm. They went from writing such a funny episode to one that's just like tugs at the heart. I know. And they started out light, but then it gets mm-hmm. real. Right. Um, so then Katara and Haru, as they're walking, they're um, like going through this kind of beautiful Earth Kingdom scenery and they come across um, a mine. And um, can I bring up something before they get to the mine as they're yeah. standing looking yeah. at it? <laughs> yeah. Um, we talk a lot about gender and gender roles and sure. indicators. There's definitely like such a shot of the two of them standing and you see them from behind looking at this mine. Um, and I'm looking at what they're wearing and the color's different because they're from different nations. The only other difference in what they're wearing is the length of the skirt. Like, because oh, like, yeah. Katara has a long skirt and he's got a short one. It's a, yeah. a shirt with like a belt it's over like it. It's kind of like a tunic. Yeah, that's but long. it's like, yeah. it's like, it, but she has pants on underneath just like, he, so it's just like, it just it, it just struck yeah. me as interesting that like they're basically wearing the same thing. Even like the stripe is the same. It's just mm-hmm. a different color scheme. Yeah. So so you know to that degree there isn't such a big difference there. Oh, I don't know what yeah. that means, but that but but it struck me that in that shot that wow they there isn't even differences that way. Yeah, and even on a more like individual micro scale, it's like these two are very similar in many ways yes. in their voice, in their demeanor, in their past, and then like even to what they look like. Right. Um, yeah, so so they're walking up to this mine, um, and it collapsed, and they realize that there's an old man who's trapped underneath. Calling out for help. Yeah. Right. He's, like, halfway under. Um, and Katara's like, you can help him. You have that ability. You can move these, these rocks that had fallen from the mine. You can move them off of him. There's nobody here who will see. Right. Right. And um, he does it. So he she convinces him eventually to, but he seems hesitant mm-hmm. um, because he knows what that could mean for him and for his mom probably too and I will say it's a pretty inf- uh, impressive bending feat it is yeah he like <laughs> takes these it's a bunch of small rocks and he like pushes them deep into the cave mm-hmm. and like that feels like it takes a lot of force and practice yeah so so he seems like he's uh, further along than Katara in terms of like the ability to really use and harness this power right but likely um well, I was going to say self-trained, but I, his father. Yeah, I mean, I think it really. Yeah. I think I'm assume that was the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they save the man with ease. Um. They carry him. They both kind of put him over their shoulder and they carry him back to the village. So, oh, it's a great moment. He's using his fire bend, or his earth bending. Um. And then it cuts to a scene of the gang in the barn and Katara is telling Aang about this experience with Haru about how he saved the man. Um. And she says. Oh, he's so brave of Haru to use his earth bending in such a way to save another person. Um, but Sokka's, Sokka doesn't care. Sokka's like trying to sleep in the corner as this story is being mm-hmm. told to Aang. Um, and he goes, like, we're leaving at dawn, Katara, and we, like, we can't afford to stay here longer. And you know what's interesting, though, is it's not – this is not selfish Sokka. This is yeah. like – this is mission-driven Sokka. It's like like we have a large – I mean, my, my sense from him is we have a larger responsibility – Mm-hmm. In a in uh, on Kyoshi, it's it's like he's in the Kyoshi role that 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 Katara was in. Yeah, he's like we can't get caught up in these other things. He's collecting food. He's <laughs> he's the one who's trying to say we need to keep moving on. But now we see Katara who is attached. Mm-hmm. And Aang kind of seems to be with her on it. Like maybe mm-hmm. yeah, maybe we can stick around a little bit longer. Um. Yes, because Ang does not seem excited to get to his destination. No, I probably after what Boomy said is going to go down. He's like, "Nah, I think I'll just ride this out a little longer." Um, so uh, they're as they fall asleep, the Fire Nation soldiers are patrolling the streets. Um, they're marching around, and uh, th- um, it turns out that that old man who they had saved actually turned in Haru. So these soldiers are marching to go collect Haru. Which makes me wonder why he did that. Me too. Like, is there, is there a, a reward? Bounty? Yeah. Yeah. Pro- I mean, probably. I don't I think they they're... ever mention anything. Yeah. Yeah. But I would assume, because what is the Fire Nation doing? They're taxing these people, right? Right. So so I assume maybe he was so in debt or something. Like, like yeah, that they have some power over him. Oh, sure. Because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. And uh, 
what was the name of the city from the last episode? Oh, wash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! You keep talking. I'll okay. look it up. Um, Omashu. Yes. Omashu is this like wealthy, extravagant city, and then this just felt a lot more like plain and simple, mm-hmm. and um, like not a lot of infrastructure. It's just basic streets and huts that they're yeah. sleeping in. Yeah, I mean, it's in. it's we would use the word industrial, right? Like sure. it's, a, it's a coal mining town. Yeah. 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 Um, so we learn that this old man who was saved turns in Haru, and then it's morning, and I felt like this seemed like a dreamlike kind of sequence in yeah. with the way that the lighting was. Oh, I, that was that was my note was like I don't remember them doing this kind of stuff with lighting. It's like a a very bright almost oversaturated light, which is really interesting. Yeah, was it meant to be dreamlike? I don't know. I think it I don't know if it was just the breaking of dawn or something sure. cuz they're in it's just well drawn. They're in the barn which is dark and yeah. then you have this very bright light streaming in. Right. Yeah, it's like actually very like gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so we we op- uh, I also think it contrasts with where we're going because we're going to yeah. a place where it seems like it's always night. True. Yeah, and this is kind of like um, a dreamy, like almost farm, like out in the mm-hmm. in the country. Pastoral. Yeah. Yeah, and Katara is bending water from a pump, um, and she looks off. And she realizes that Haru's mother is looking at kind of like off in the distance at the sunrise. She turns her face towards Katara and there's tears welling up in her eyes. And Katara doesn't need to hear anything. She knows exactly what happened. And um, she drops the pot that she's putting her water in. All the water crashes to the ground like she doesn't bother to pick it up or do anything with it. Um, She realizes that Haru had been taken. So she runs back to the gang and tells them about Haru's arrest. And she says, like, this is all my fault. I'm the one that convinced him to do the earthbending. Which, like, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was still the right thing. <laughs> but Sokka wants to be comforting, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's like, S- like, slow down, Katara. It's okay. When was he taken? Uh, it's revealed that he was arrested at midnight. And Katara devises this plan. And she says, uh, we are going to save him and follow him. But we're going to do it by getting me arrested for earth bending, mm-hmm. not water bending, but earth bending. Which is a very uh, this is this is this is Star Wars: A New Hope plan, right? You 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 get into the Infiltrate. prison, yeah. You get into the prison by being a prisoner. Yeah. Oh, I I kept thinking of that the whole time, and I think it's because you brought up Star Wars the first episode. I was like, this is in the back of my mind. I'm not even a big Star Wars fan. Um, it's great though. It's great. So let the record show. <laughs> um, so, but Sokka and Aang, uh, Sokka and Aang and even Momo kind of like exchange looks with each other. Like Katara wants to do this right. side mission. It's and it's very dangerous. It's putting yeah. all of them at risk, and it's not forwarding the Avatar plan laid out by Boomy. Right. It's someone that they had also just met. You know. Um, so, but they. I, I don't, for whatever reason, she convinces them. I guess she's good at convincing people. Um, because I think she she's not going to be moved. I mean, right. I, she she has the 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 power of will that I think some of the others don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, later in the episode, I think even Sokka's like, I hate when you do that. Like when you're so stubborn. Right. right? Um, so they have this plan and um, it's where they are going to push a large rock over this ventilation shaft. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Like out in the middle of nowhere, I don't think in the yeah, mountain side. Well, it's by where the pump is. Oh yeah, yeah, true, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and their plan is that Aang would airbend through the vents and cause the boulder to float above the mm-hmm. the vent where they put it, um, making it look like she's an earthbender, being a fake earthbender. Um, but they have to make sure that Aang is on board because he seems to be a little bit flighty this episode. Right, very distracted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he uh, he's like overplaying with Momo. And, they're like, and a butterfly. And a butterfly, yeah. He's like using the airbending to like move the butterfly in the air. Um, and they're like, Aang, you're on board with this, right? Like you know the plan. And he's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I got this. And it's so interesting because uh, Sokka is really on board. Yeah. He was like, when you first said this, I thought it was crazy. But he says, I think this is going to work. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this is the first time we see, I think, Sokka and Katara on the side against Aang. And Aang, not against Aang, but Aang is just not as into what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, but he's like, you're taking all the fun out of it. Because I realized, like, oh, of course, he's done this so many times. Like, he's he's faked being arrested to save the water sure. tribe, right? Like, he knows. It's, it'll yeah, be fine in the end. Move. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, so he's, he's done this a couple times. Uh, the Fire Nation guards walk up and they see, uh, like, Sokka and Katara 
fake oh, it's fighting. Such a fu- this is very funny. Like they're yeah. they're yeah, it's it's uh Whenever you see a play within a play, you should hold on for the ride of your life. You get a little play within a play here of them like improving a fight, but Katara is getting a little real for Sokka <laughs> yes. with, his, with his ears. And it's about as believable as that first time when they're trying to act natural in the right. shop. It's like, um, yeah, she's like, "You have big ears," and 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 um, and he's like, "Wait, but I." do I actually? And he's like, wait, where is the real? Where is the fake? Um, So it's actually super funny how they played that off. Uh, And I believe because of the fight, is that what makes her earthbend? Fake earthbend? Yes, that that she's going to get back at him by using the power of earthbending and she announces it once. That was the cue. Oh, yes. Aang doesn't do it and then then he does. But right behind the boulder is Momo. Momo. It is so... And the lighting they use is so funny. Like, I honestly, like, burst out laughing when I watched it. Rewound just so I could, like, watch it again. Is like, they think that the lemur is is earthbending. And that's what the guards announce. And then (laughs) then Sokka's just like, no, it's it's her. And and they're just like, okay, it's her. Yeah. And then he's like, I will hold her back while you come get her. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's so forced, so rehearsed. Um, And so... So... They take Katara away for earthbending, um, and Sokka, like, whispers to her, you have 12 hours. Like, we're going to come pick you up. If you can't do this in that time, we can't afford to stick around, right? right? So, again, being the responsible So, I love we are now in prison break with the clock ticking. Yeah. This is good. It gets intense. So, we see uh, Katara being carted off in this Fire Nation ship, and Sokka and Aang are, like, kind of trying to disguise themselves in the crowd. They have hats on. Yeah. (laughs) Like, tipping their hat over their eyes. But they're they're watching to see her progress getting onto this ship. Um, They follow on Appa above as uh, Katara... Um, and the ship she's on sets sail, and the destination appears to be this large, like shipyard prison, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and it looks like maybe they're doing some coal refueling mm-hmm. process there, operation. Um, so uh, they get to the island, and we are introduced to a new character, the warden. How'd you feel about the warden? I thought so much about Warden Gentles from Arrested Development. He even kind of sounds like James Lipton a little bit. So I definitely like, like, and 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 he was like trying to be both like, I'm your friend, but I'm also going to crush you. And yeah. like, I loved that character. He was really actually pretty intimidating. Yeah. Well, and and, and we're going to get to a scene here a little bit where, uh, again, if this is the, the Star Wars raiding the Death Star to like save the princess kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, it's saving Haru. Uh, he definitely has a Darth Vader moment. Which, oh, which we'll get yes. to. We'll, we'll get to in a it's minute. It's so good. Yeah. So he has this little monologue as they're they're like walking off the ship. And even that, the angle looks like when they're walking in front of Vader. And there's mm-hmm. like, you have the guards on one side and the prisoners on the other. And there's like this pathway that's meant mm-hmm. for him. And like, no one has to know it. They they just all do it automatically. Like, that's yeah. the presence this guy has. And um, he's like, you guys are honored guests. You're not prisoners. Um, but you need to respect the systems we have and as he's going through this monologue a man coughs and the warden is interrupted and that's not okay is this the part that felt like like a little bit star warsy to you a little bit later okay i I will let you know yeah i'm curious so the warden um fire bends at this man who coughs like at his feet scares him um and then has him put in solitary confinement simply just for coughing Mm mm-hmm so we see his sort of arbitrary use of power. Right, right. He's like, you need to improve your manners. Um, so the warden brings him across the ship and is kind of, it's a lot of these larger shots of this coal mining op- or this, yeah, coal refueling kind of operation. Um, and he's talking to them about how the rig is only made of metal. So there's no earth on that entire mm-hmm. ship. So they've been stripped of their power. Yep. So all these earthbenders that are there. Um, it, Which is a smart plan. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, he says, he calls earth bending. He says, you're employing that brutish savagery that passes for bending. And that felt like a weird imperial, like, mm-hmm. um, like better than. Interesting. Don't yeah. you think? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I, I was, there was a lot of like historical allusions, I think, to mm-hmm. some of that. Mm-hmm. And in it, you definitely see, at least in the fire bender's eyes, there is this hierarchy. Yeah. And earth is pretty low. Yep. Yep. Um, so 
So they bring them to what looks like their living quarters. I, I don't know. What would you call it? Like a prison yard, yeah, I a guess. Prison yard is exactly what it, it is. It looks exactly yeah. like that, right? Yeah, like yeah. there's some little um, places to sleep out there. Uh, but they bring their guests in. And then as they walk into this prison yard, the doors behind them close and they're metal with spikes. So they cannot leave. Um, and they're closed in. And who does Katara find? Haru. Haru. And so she runs up to him, <laughs> immediate, finds him, um, and just like, I'm here to rescue you. Which is just like <laughs> Luke breaking into Leia and being like, I'm here to rescue you. It's like, this is a rescue? How How is you being in this prison <laughs> yes. a rescue? It's like, where, where's at least Appa? Like, at least have Appa with you. Right. Um, but he says, like, you have guts, Katara. And I think that's another important thing in this episode is like, Katara is not just hopeful, but she's brave. And I think yeah. for a long time it was like, oh, Sokka's the brave one, you're the hopeful one. Mm-hmm. But now we see like both of those in Katara. Um, so uh, Haru introduces Katara to his dad, who's alive and uh, been a prisoner on the ship for and, how many years? Well, five. Five, five I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And not only is he there, he seems to be the like, he's like red in Shawshank, right? He's the guy <laughs> who can get you something. He seems to be running things. Oh, yeah. He seems to be the leader of like, you know. These are the people we're going to have to sacrifice because we need to take care of the older people and make yeah. sure they have the blankets they need and things like that. So mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't have much dialogue, but you can tell that immediately. Like he gives Katara his dinner, which is like gruel, <laughs> I guess. He's actually has a very funny line here when he's like, it's better than you think. And then she tastes it and she doesn't like it. And he's like, well, it's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, someone comes up, so his name is Tyro. Mm-hmm. Someone comes up to Tyro and they're like, hey, can you talk on behalf of the prisoners to um, the guards? So yeah, he clearly has this kind of role as a leader, mm-hmm. someone who's bridging these two worlds um, and has a lot of influence over what the prisoners do. Um, but Katara's like, okay, so what's what's the escape plan? How are you guys getting out of here? Um, like it's been five years. And she asks it really innocently and in earnest. Um, and she's like, mutiny, sabotage. Like, I'm here for it. Give me it. Like, I'm, I'm, we're going to help you. And uh, he responds with this. He says, our plan is to survive, wait out this war, hope that one day some of us can get back home and forget that this ever happened. Yeah. I mean, they are they are beaten down. Defeated. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, and Katara. So, a- so the thing they lack is hope. Like there, uh-huh. they, there is no hope. And who is the figure of hope? Yeah, Katara, right? right. And she's like, chosen she, one vibes. I'm telling you, <laughs> she she's so bummed. She sees this as giving up, right? Mm-hmm. Which essentially they have. Um, and and she, she expresses that anger, and and they're like, and uh, Tyra says, I admire your courage and I envy your youth, but the rebellion's just not going to work. We're powerless against this. Like they have taken our one element that we can control, mm-hmm. phys- like our physical element that we can control. Um, but Katara's like, well, too bad. I'm going to, we're going to make this happen. And she gets up on this like pile of, I love it. Or she gets on a stage, right? Yeah. yeah. Like it's a literal stage above everyone. And she like goes into this impassioned speech. It's actually very beautifully written. Yes. <laughs> like, wow, that just came from her heart. And like, she has allusions to erosion and like earth and rocks. Um, and her fists are clenched. And, like, she's banging a pot to get people's attention. So everybody in this yard is looking at her. And not just the people in the yard, but the guards, the folks that are watching from above in their little, like, watchtowers, they're they're clocking this, too. Um, now, the great thing is uh, she doesn't get no response from the people. What oh. is the response she gets? Oh, it's a cough. Yes. It, oh, which it's is so the, brutal. Which is the same thing Boomy got with his jokes. I know. I love oh. I love how they employ the cough in this. I, I want to almost listen back and see if it's the same exact cough right, that they just right. use again. <laughs> Instead of crickets, you get <laughs> one cough. And in the speech, she even like reveals herself as a waterbender, mm-hmm. which I feel like if you're a waterbender surrounded, surrounded by, by water. Yeah, like, I thought the same thing. Like they, her element is sure there. The problem is she's not probably developed that power enough to really make use of it and it appears as though it's just one of her and not more, right like right. to to any of the guards if they had listened and heard that because they were paying attention mm-hmm. um still not very threatening just right. her um so her speech ends um and after that boomy-esque moment and the fire guard watches but they're not interested he just walks away kind of smiling mm-hmm. right like yeah so- it's again it's somebody who 
is powerless. Right. They, they, the, war, the warden is basically celebrating the fact that these people are so beaten down that even when you give them this paradigm for hope, they, they, they turn their back on it. Yeah. Even after such a like beautifully written speech. Yes. <laughs> right. So um, Katara realizes it doesn't work and nighttime falls on the prison ship. And Aang arrives with Appa and the rest of the gang. They're all there to rescue Haru and Katara. And they come up to her. I think she's in a, like a cell of some sort or mm-hmm. in her sleeping quarters. And she refuses to go. And she said, I'm not going to give up on these people because they've given up on themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm the only one who hasn't given up on them yet. And again, she feels responsible for Haru being there. I mean, mm-hmm. like like that 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 is part of this. Oh, true. Yeah. the gu- A little bit of guilt. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and thinking about family dynamics, too, probably. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder how much she's thinking about his mother thinking, I have just taken your son away. Yeah, and, like, she saw the mom, like, almost immediately after she learned yeah. and the tears in her eyes. Like, that is, yeah, that's brutal. Um, so Sokka, again, is the level-headed one. He's like, we need to get out of here. Like, this means trouble mm-hmm. if we stay any longer. Like, you're going to reveal the Avatar. <laughs> I like this version of Sokka. Yeah, me yeah. too. Like, oh, grown-up Sokka. Yeah. What is yeah. that? Um, but Aang... I feel like is always a little bit sympathetic to Katara, mm-hmm. right? And and so he's he's more willing to stick it out. So Appa flies off, and the game well because Katara's convincing. Let's be honest. Like yeah. you said, they the, those prisoners weren't moved by that speech, but like she is a convincing character. Yeah, yeah. And they and they have like a special bond those two mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. Um. So. Uh, the gang then decides to hide. I mean, Appa's off the ship because he can't really hide. But um, the guards do see him soar away. And <laughs> like, shouldn't that have been obvious, right? I don't like, know how common fi- the flying... Yeah, yeah. that was another thing that they even knew that it was a bison. I was like, how... Well, it I might mean, have been a buffalo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was a great scene. Also, okay, window into my life. Whenever I bring up buffalo, my husband, Mike will correct me always and be like, you're talking about the American bison. So when we watched it together, he was like, see, if this is important, Annie. He sided with the warden. So anyway. It, it, is, it is a great, that is a great comedic scene oh, in the middle of this. Yeah, the guards like come up to the warden and they're like, we, uh, we saw, what is it, a flying bison? Yeah. Right? And the other one said, or maybe a buffalo. And he said, well, which one is it? Yeah, like, well, I'm not sure that's really the issue here. <laughs> and then when the guard is like, that doesn't matter, the warden throws him off the ship. But and we learn it's not a guard, right? Yep. It's a captain. And there's your Darth Vader moment. Oh, Vader gets angry and just kills people. Oh yeah, this like warden the... killed a dude. Like yeah. this is a kid show. He because you know what happens if you're on a big thing like that and you get thrown into the water, you die. Yeah, he just he just killed <laughs> a guy just just because he was upset at a moment. Like that was a very Vader moment. Yeah, and it was done almost kind of comically too. Like it was all a moment of comedy right. and just this right. is a disposable person. Well, and 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 Vader doesn't just kill a guy. He kills the 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 guy who's in charge and then they're yeah. like, "Okay, you're in charge now." Like like that yeah. that was that was kind of great. I yeah, I did not even think about that. Yeah, so then the warden's like, "Well, find someone to take over the role of the captain and yeah. then figure out what's going on in the ship in the shipyard yeah. in the prison yard." Um so the gang is hiding and they're kind of trying to come up with another one of their plans, right? For getting out. Um, and Katara says it's a plan to help them help themselves, right? Like she's really on board with the, these people have given up. It's my, it's my role to make sure that that doesn't happen, which I think is all the, also kind of like maternal mm-hmm. in her. Um, but there's no earth on the ship until Aang looks up at the coal, at the smoke rising out of the stacks and goes, well, this is a whole like they're burning coal here. So can't coal be an element that's bended by earthbenders, which is genius. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's pretty smart. Um, so Sokka explains the plan again, plan part two, which is really similar to that first plan that mm-hmm. they had. He even says it's the same thing, just on a much bigger scale. Yeah. And this is one of my favorite scenes because it's like a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Didn't you think that? Absolutely. He's like walking us through step by step the plan of getting off the ship. And as he's doing it, you're like the camera is zooming through all of these different scenes, like yep. going through the ventilators, looking at like chambers and the shipyard as he's talking. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Classic heist. And um, so their plan is essentially the same thing. Like uh, they're going to there's the, is, where's the coal sourced from that that 
thing is, is... I mean, they, they, they just have a big storage area because sure. that's what they use for fuel. Oh, the right? deposit. Yeah. yeah. So And then the whole system's ventilated. So all Aang has to do is just close vents except for one and filter, uh, like blow basically with airbending all of that coal into the shipyard or right. the prison yard. I keep calling it a shipyard. Um, but as they're talking about this, as the plan is developing over this monologue of Sokka... Um, Sokka and Katara are found out, right? Um, is is Aang with them at that time? I don't remember. I don't think so. Because he's because oh, because the plan, the yeah. plan is being yeah. developed. So, um, Sokka and Katara are found out by the intruders, and Tyro is on one side saying that Katara can't possibly win. Right, the whole sh- the whole prison yard is watching these two figures in the center. Mm-hmm. One of them who clearly is not an Earthbender. He's wearing like blue clothes and as mm-hmm. a waterbender or a water tribe um and then she has the warden on the other side who's basically just saying the same thing like mm-hmm. you're gonna fail um so these two voices and the guards start to close in but as they do we realize oh they're right by that ventilator vent, right. yep they're right by the vent and ang airbends coal into the yard um and then flies in kind of victoriously with momo um covered in coal dust though covered in coal dust yeah yep um, so, uh, Katara stands on that pile of coal again and <laughs> again feels like a moment where she wants to give a big speech, but she, she like raises her hand in the air, holds a coal, a cup of coal in her hand and says, your fate is in your own hands. Right. Right. Super epic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is like prison rebellion, slave rebellion yeah. stuff. It's pretty great. And there's no cough this time. Right. Which is important. But the prisoners do back away from her. They're like, we don't want anything to do with this. They're beaten down too mm-hmm. many times. Uh, and the warden laughs because he's like, see, I told you, like you were going to fail from the beginning. He says their spirits were broken a long time ago. And he calls Katara a little girl. And he says that her hope is sweet. Mm-hmm. And it was the most condescending um, tone he could have taken. Uh, but uh, you see a piece of coal, I think, like hit the warden's head as he's walking away laughing. Mm-hmm. And the camera turns around and it's Haru. And he's like balancing the coal on his hand like he was before. And uh, then the warden fights back with fire. But Tyro, uh, Tyro Haru's dad, brings up some of the coal and like protects his son. Mm-hmm. So now Tyro's in it. And once Tyro's in the battle, like the rest of the prison yard's like we're in it. Right. So then the the fight happens. Uh the rebellion starts. Um and Tyro yells out for the Earth Kingdom attack. And so they jointly all are throwing coal. It's like throwing coal versus shooting fire, I guess mm-hmm. is kind of this scene. Um and Saika Sokka grabs any weapons he can. Even like Momo, did you see like Momo flying around and he's like grabbing collect or like collecting little uh, weapons like right. off the floor and like throwing them in the water? Uh, so already being useful. And um, Tyro and Haru do a move together, and it's where they take a bunch of coal and they form it into like one big stone, um, and then they use it kind of as like a battering ram mm-hmm. almost through those gates uh, mm-hmm. in like out of the prison yard. So, like, finally, they have freedom on the horizon. So Tyro's like, everybody get through the door right now. And the crew that stays back are Tyro. I think, like, Tyro's kind of, like, right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And then Haru and our gang, the Aang gang. And um, Aang does this trick where he, like, creates a funnel of air. Mm-hmm. Would you call it, like, a funnel? Yeah, like a, yeah. Yeah, and then um, it's almost like, I feel like I've played toys with this when I was little, but it's, like, a funnel and then you shoot. Oh, it's almost like the tennis ball. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like tennis balls, he's like shooting these coal through the air and it's hitting into the guards and it's kind of functioning essentially like a gun. Yeah, like a machine gun. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the guards fall, including the warden, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And Haru and Tyro take the coal and, and kind of filter it underneath these fallen guards and the warden and lift them up, which I was like, isn't that airbending too? But maybe there's dust in the air. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, anyway. Clearly they can do it. Right. So they levitate these fallen uh, fire guards and they bring them out over the ocean. And the warden says, I can't swim. And they're just like, too bad. Mm -hmm. And and so you have other people that are like, they're dead. Yeah. (laughs) We just watched them die. Yep. And Uh, you're laughing about it now. I know. I feel terrible. But also the warden is terrible. So the battle is all concluded. Apparently that 
was the end. And we see the ship going off uh, away from that coal mining operation. Mm -hmm. And the prisoners are in control of the ship. And Tyro and Haru thank Katara. And she was like, oh, all it took was just a little bit of coal. Like, it wasn't me. But then the two were like, no, it was it was you. Like, you were the one that made the hope alive, mm -hmm. right? Um, and they said, thank you for helping me find my courage, Katara of the Water Tribe. I think that was Tyro that said that. Yeah. Um, and then um, Haru asked Katara to join them in their efforts, right? And, like, help build back their community, right, because, I guess. Because, and then, I mean, so here's what I was thinking about. Like, yeah. how much is she... Like a Joan of Arc figure. Too, oh, true. Here. You yeah. Know, that, that like she's somebody who maybe gets dismissed. I mean, clearly the uh, the the warden was dismissive of her as this little girl with her cute hope. But like mm -hmm. she is both a warrior, but she's also becomes the the person that they rally behind and rally around. And there is this sense of like, can you can you come with us? And that's why I said like, there's a lot of chosen one vibes for her in yeah. this because they they're not talking about Aang. They're talking about her. Yeah. Like, can you can you come with us? Yeah. It felt like um, Katniss Everdeen a little bit, mm -hmm, too. Like, mm -hmm. she is now a symbol for something bigger yep. than herself. Yep. Yep. Um, and they're coal miners, too, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> Katara um, is asked to join, but she's like, I have this mission with Aang, and I need to be on this mission. And maybe those words from Boomy are kind of in the back of her head, too, because mm -hmm. Boomy was very clear, you need your friends to help you, right. or this isn't going to succeed. Right. Um, so Katara uh, and, and Haru kind of say their goodbyes, and Haru is like, thank you for helping me get my father back. And he was like, I just wish that I could do the same for you, right, with her mother being mm -hmm. gone. And that's when Katara looks down and notices that her necklace uh, is missing. That necklace has been around her neck the whole time. It's her mother's. Mm -hmm. And then we cut to a scene, and we haven't seen Zuko in, like, two full episodes, right? And he's standing holding her necklace. He's at sea. He's on a right. ship. Um, and now it's like he has a lead. Yeah. Right? Like, he knows yep. where yep. to go. Yep. Yep. So that's a that's a big powerful ending to sort of push us to what's going to gonna happen. What's going to happen next? Yeah. So uh, big themes and ideas, observations. One thing that I uh, was thinking about was how throughout this whole episode we were sort of talking about like this seems like a side thing that Katara's on, and sort of what's the point of this? Mm. But if we look at both of these episodes, a theme from both of these episodes is that our heroes are actually building allies yeah right because now they have boomy and pres presumably the whole city of amashu true right? yeah and they have this haru, haru and tyro. tyro and this whole tribe of pretty powerful earthbenders mm -hmm. who, who recognize them as the spark that can ignite a revolution mm -hmm. you know um ignite a revolution fire lord come on <laughs> right no, but, but there, there is this that, i mean there is this sense that these things which seem like side missions are maybe now not because even the the warriors of Kyoshi, like like I am you can see them building I don't know if it's building an army or what they're building sort of slowly in their wake there are people who believe in them who mm -hmm. are um people keep ending by thanking them saying like you gave us something back yeah yeah so I mean I think that's a big theme from mm -hmm. this for sure yeah it's almost like um the, okay, the new Star Wars movies when there's like there's still a Jedi among us mm -hmm. and it like it, it yeah like ignites hope a little bit yeah and I think I mean the other the other big thing is this we're establishing Katara as well, I was going to say the Avatar of hope but she really is she <laughs> yeah, is, she yeah. is the embodiment of hope yeah you know um for for these people for Grand Grand for Aang. Mm -hmm. You know, like, 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 and I think that's, you know, so I was thinking of another prison movie here that I, I referenced really quickly. Like, uh, there's, that's the theme of Shawshank, right? Mm. Right. Is that hope's a good thing, maybe the best thing. And, you know, and, and we're, here we are in this prison, people without hope. And what does she ultimately bring them is hope. Yeah. Yeah. And I think on the other side of that, too, is the theme of bravery in Katara, too. Because I think that it seemed like till this point, those who were called brave were like Sokka mm -hmm. or um, like it was seen as more of a masculine quality sure, sure. and that maybe hope would be something that's more feminine potentially but now we have both of those in Katara and you have an older male figure in Tyro 
and like a Sokka aged figure in Haru saying, you are really brave and mm-hmm. we needed you. And I don't know that Katara is somebody who's maybe heard that much before. Right. And yeah. I will say, I will say in terms of Sokka Katara, like this, I feel like what I liked about Sokka in this episode is he was kind of on board with Katara. Like, mm-hmm. like he was on board with when she says, I think what I'm going to do is get captured and go to prison to save them. He was like, this might actually work. And, you know, he's he wants to protect their mission, but it's he's not looking at her like, I need to protect my younger sister. It's mm-hmm. like... Uh, he I believes think in he the believes idea. He believes in it, yeah. yeah. And I think that's not something I would have necessarily seen early on. It kind of reminds me of when he gets the canoe ready to go chase after Aang. You yeah. Know? And it's like, I, I believe in you too. Yeah. You know, so I, I, we're definitely seeing a kind of growth in him as well uh, in ways that we... Um, maybe didn't expect. Yeah, they all seem infinitely older than yes. like the first episode for sure. And then I, I guess the big tape- takeaway is like Zuko's back, <laughs> right? And he knows he has some kind of a lead. I don't know where the necklace will take him. Right, right. But but, but there is this there is this sense that he's on their tail. I yeah. Mean, this this reminds me of any number of movies where it's sort of a a, a cat and mouse thing where it's like he's clearly. Uh, a, a step or two behind them, but at least he's on the trail. So I presume the next episode, with the way this ended, I, I have to believe Zuko is going to be a major player in, mm-hmm. in our next episode. Mm-hmm. Now, what's interesting is our next episode is actually a two-part episode. Yes, and I can't remember the name of it. But, <laughs> Me either. <laughs> but but I did see that it's two parts. So um so as we go Ooh. into next week, I think it's a, a supersized episode um, that we will bring to you. Uh, thank you so much for joining us in this conversation for watching along with us. Um, you sh- please get a hold of us at channel3900 at gmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts on the show and watch the next two episodes, episodes seven and eight, and send us your thoughts on those. We'd love to hear your feedback as we're talking through, as yes. we're processing this. I'm so interested in where this next um, where, where this next story goes because, again, I, I keep saying, like, I feel like we need to have something that propels us to... Uh, to the North Pole. I don't know. Like, is the North Pole the very end of this season? Because we're we we're, we're approaching the midway point. I mean, there's ten ep- or 12, 20 episodes in this season. We're gonna next week. We're gonna be looking at seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, there hasn't been a lot of water in book one. Water. So I'm wondering when we're going to encounter that. How long are we going to spend with the Earth people? Um, where is their next step? Like, yeah. like you know, are, are we going to continue this move of rallying people behind them um or when does the training start mm-hmm. you know so i'm i'm really curious about so many all of good that questions yes so thank you so much for listening uh to us get a hold of get uh, get a hold of us if you want to be on the show let us know we would love to uh we'd love to interview people who are watching along with us uh other than that that is all the time that we have for today we'll be back next week with episode seven and eight of avatar the last airbender see you next week 